Today we continue our reading from Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount. We've been hearing it for weeks, and this sermon is famous as a concise summary of Jesus' entire teaching. That's why, kind of as a means of a review, I'd encourage you to go home and pick up your Bibles and, and read through Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. In today's excerpt from this sermon, we heard Jesus tell us that uh, we must be perfect. You've got to be perfect. And when I hear that command of Jesus, I, I wonder if I'm not letting our Lord down in some way because of my many imperfections. Uh, for example, you know, I didn't, I didn't uh, get perfect scores in every class in seminary. You know, I, I think I did all right, but I wasn't a perfect student. Um, or do I need to worry that Jesus is disappointed at a basketball player who, say, misses one basket in a game? Is Jesus disappointed at that person? They're not perfect? Well, I don't think so, because be perfect, well, it can mean a lot of different things. Well, perfect in what way? And to figure out what Jesus is talking about, we need to dig into this passage a little bit more. First of all, because it's Jesus who's commanding us to be perfect, we might conclude that he's speaking about doing right and avoiding wrong. You know, that he's saying we must never sin. Um, that we must all be perfect saints right now. Of course, that's the ideal. That's what we want to strive for with his help. Um, but I don't think that's what he's getting at here, especially since... Without his help, you know, we, by our own effort, we can't obtain that kind of perfection. To understand what Jesus is getting at, I think we need to recall the rest of this sentence here. You must be perfect just as your heavenly Father is perfect. And while God is perfect in every way, um, what aspect of perfection is Jesus pointing us toward here in this passage? And I think we get a hint because... Uh, earlier, Jesus quoted the Jewish laws about retribution from the books of Exodus and Leviticus, the rules about getting even with someone, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Uh, this sounds pretty harsh to our ears. Old Testament justice, right? You know, if you punch me, I get to punch you back. If you, I don't know, uh, slash my tires on my truck, well, I get to go after your truck as well. But the thing is, with those sorts of rules, you may do something to my vehicle or whatever, you may slap me across the face, but that, do that, that doesn't mean I can kill you in retaliation. These laws about getting even are even, and they're good in that sense. They, they keep situations from getting worse, from escalating into more and more wrongdoing and violence. You know, once the punishment that fits the crime has been given, that's the end of it. And that really is just. It's fair. But Jesus tells us that we must not only be perfectly just or fair, we must also love perfectly as the Father loves. And it is the perfection of the Father's justice and love, I think, that Jesus is commanding us here to imitate. What does that look like, though? We can see this perfected love in the lives of saints. 
I know I've shared the story before, but St. John Vianney, the famous pastor of ours, France, he was once assaulted by a man who slapped him across the cheek as he walked by. And and, uh, St. John Vianney turned to the man and he smiled and said, my friend, the other cheek is jealous. And the man was very ashamed of his actions. There, I think, was a little conversion there. So we too are called to go beyond justice, which would have involved St. John Vianney slapping the man across the face, you know. Uh, And we're supposed to be merciful, loving even our enemies. And Jesus made that explicit when he said we should offer no resistance to one who is evil and love our enemies. We've got to understand that rightly, though, because Jesus is not saying that Christians are just supposed to stand by and take whatever punishment comes their way to be doormats for evildoers. And he's not saying we shouldn't defend, even with force and violence, uh, the innocent from an unjust aggressor, right? He's not saying we shouldn't do that. We should. But Jesus isn't telling us here that we're supposed to be weaklings who are just pushed around. Instead, he's commanding us to love our enemies and to do it as strong men and women of faith who hope for the conversion of their enemies. Our Heavenly Father makes his sun rise on the bad and the good and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. So our Heavenly Father loves all men and women, whether they're good or bad whether they love him in return or reject and hate him in return. In strict justice, our Father could punish every one of us sinners immediately after our sin for our, their hurtful actions. Thank, thankfully, he doesn't do this. Instead, he, he does act with perfect ju- justice, of course, but also perfect mercy, perfect love, It's not that he doesn't judge us. It's that he delays judgment out of hope that before that day of judgment, his enemies will change their hearts. He lets us sinners uh, see the example of holy saints. That should be all of us, I hope. So that when they see us in our holy example, they will be converted. Another story you've probably heard before, but uh, it's told about Mother Teresa begging bread for her orphan children. She reached out her hand to a baker asking for bread. The man spat on her hand, and Mother Teresa told him, I would keep this for me, but give me some bread for my children, as she held out her other hand. On the man, of course, facing this holy little woman, uh, felt ashamed of what he had just done, had a change of heart, and began regularly providing her with bread for her children. So, Mother Teresa didn't spit back at the guy. She didn't even leave angry. Instead, she turned the other cheek, as it were, out of love for her enemy, hoping for his conversion, which in that situation, she obtained. When we hear this command to be perfect, we might get intimidated, because it sounds impossible. But that's because perhaps we misunderstand what he's getting at. He's telling us to love perfectly as our Heavenly Father loves. And that includes loving and praying even for our enemies and being bold in our responses of charity towards them. This is very, very challenging, but it's not impossible, especially with God's grace. 
So when someone says something hurtful about you or steals from you or cheats you in some way, think of the words of Jesus and try to love perfectly as your heavenly Father loves. Turn the other cheek. Be strong and pray for the conversion of your foes. Uh, God, through your holiness and your holy example, might just bring about that conversion. Amen.